This is Connected Nation, an award-winning podcast focused on all things broadband. From closing the digital divide to improving your internet speeds, we talk technology topics that impact all of us, our families, and our neighborhoods. On today's podcast, we talk with the CEO of FiberFast Homes, a company that works directly with real estate developers and builders to connect homes and rental buildings to lightning-fast internet. Learn how the company approaches working with builders, why it's better to put in broadband infrastructure early on in construction, and what's next when it comes to connectivity to the home. I'm Jessica Denson, and this is Connected Nation. I'm Jessica Denson, and today my guest is Scott Sampson, the CEO of Fiber Fast Homes, a Florida-based internet service provider. Welcome, Scott. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk to you today. I know I've talked to uh, one of your colleagues, I want to say loosely, uh, someone you've known before, Ben uh, Elkins. We talked to him about a week ago about Airbeam, which will be coming out shortly. Um, so you guys have an interesting story. Am I right? Oh, yes. Ben Ben and I have known each other for over 20 years. Actually, we met as a threesome. There was a, another gentleman that was a part of us. We were a, sort of a tag team sales uh, ben did long distance. I did internet, and then our third partner was a uh, local service provider. So he do uh, local fo- voice, and so we got to know each other. And then when I was looking for somebody to replace the CEO over at Airbeam, I called Ben and asked him if he knew anybody, and he <laughs> said he would be interested. And I said no because I've been trying to hire Ben for twenty years. <laughs> And but he has been a great addition to our team and he has just blown it up over at Airbnb. Well, um, we really enjoyed talking to him and um, his podcast is coming out before yours. So if our audience is true to form, they should have already heard from Ben. Um, So now we're going to hear from Scott. Uh, Before we get into Fiber Fast Homes and what it's doing, its approach to connecting more people, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your background, Scott. Uh, You've been involved in the telecom industry for quite some time now, right? Uh, Almost 30 years. Tell me a little bit about what you were doing. I know you talked about the, the sales that you did with Ben and, and the third uh, Amigo, if you will. So tell me what, uh, what exactly all your background is like. Dive a little bit deeper into it for us. Uh, yeah, I started out uh, about 27 years, 28 years ago. Uh, started actually doing door-to-door, point-to-multi-point wireless internet sales. Uh, started out in the industry... I uh, worked for a company called uh, Speed Choice. Uh, it was really a groundbreaking. They owned a lot of wireless bandwidth. So we we actually did a lot of internet, uh, mainly in the Phoenix market. We had some down in Tucson. Uh, they ended up getting bought out by Sprint. And then I moved on and went to a few other companies. Uh, worked for one as running nationwide channel sales. Uh, and then left that company and went to work for a company called Interworks or Internet Holdings and become became their COO and started running it and then end up buying half the company uh, about three years into it. And we were actually one of the fastest growing ISPs in the Phoenix market. Uh, did really well. Um, and then the market turned and we had a little bit of downside in 2008. And I left about three years later, uh, moved to Colorado started consulting, uh, consulted for some really big companies, uh, Rio Tinto, United Launch Alliance, did work for a short stint at Aero Electronics, uh, got to learn the big corporate side, not just the small business side of it. And which brings me to today, 
Um, actually, the company that Ben does work for, Airbeam, my first job with Boston Omaha was actually to do a consulting role for them. Um, I helped, I went and did a, an analysis of all their wireless network and their fiber network in, in Canal County area. I drove 5,000 square miles over two weeks and did the assessment. <laughs> and then after I got done with that, I, uh, they called me up and they, this is right at the beginning of COVID. So we all had a couple of months vacation <laughs> and then they called me up and asked me if I would come and work for, technically I worked for Airbeam. They, I was the director of business development, but with the aspirations to actually start fiber fast homes. And really the rest is history when we get to what we've done. I mean, we sold DreamFinders was our first client. And today I think we're working with 13 major developers and we've got like three or four smaller developers. And we are doing a lot of building nationwide. We're in 11 states and it's going like gangbusters. So in the, in the open, I mentioned that you were uh, Florida based. Is that just where your back offices are since you said you're in 11 states? Yeah. So actually we're Colorado based. We were based when we started this, we actually based it out of my home. Uh, we just needed an address. So it's a, it's a Colorado based company, but our first warehouse was in Jacksonville, Florida. So we actually, a lot of our mail goes there. Nothing, <laughs> nothing comes to my home anymore, but yes, we, I would say we're more Florida based cause that's where we started, but our main States we're up and down the East coast, Texas, Colorado, Nevada, California, and even a little bit in Arizona. And share a little bit about what Fiber Fast Homes does. It's a little different than just the direct to individuals market, correct? Correct. We, I mean, we are a fiber to the home internet provider. We are an ISP. So we do come into neighborhoods. We do build out the infrastructure. We are fiber to the home, not fiber to the neighborhood, not fiberhood to the city. We are fiber all the way into the house. Um, we work with developers. Uh, a lot of our services are built through the HOA. And we market directly to developers. And then we have upgrades to the homeowners so they can go from one service to another. But yes, it is all through the HOA and the developer. So share how it is when you work with builders and developers. I understand with HOA, but um, that's an interesting thing because a, a lot of what we hear or a lot of what I get in at Connect Nation from people is, oh my gosh, I've moved into a new home. And it doesn't have the internet access that I need. And I had no idea this would be an issue. So are a lot of uh, new developers and builders really paying attention to that right now? I think they're starting to because the new home buyers, you know, the Gen Y, Gen Z, I, I always tell this to everybody. They're 100 times smarter than I am. I might have been doing this for almost 30 years, but they know the internet. They know what they need. They know remote work. They know how to do the Instagram, how to do all the social media. They know this. So we actually get now more and more emails from customers asking us going, are you in this neighborhood for this developer who we are working with, but it might be a development that they were doing two or three years ago. Developers are starting to listen to these people because that is a question. And as I found out from a young gentleman about a year ago, who's 20 years old, I asked him what was more important, water or internet? And he goes, internet. And I said, why? Yeah. He goes, I can buy water off the internet. Oh, that's, that's a very good point. <laughs> and that's, that's how these young, this younger generation thinks. They, the internet is the most important thing. So the 
developers and the home builders especially are listening to this. And so they have to get ahead of the game because how do you sell a house? Well, you have to beat the neighbor next door, the older home or the other builder who's maybe not worrying about it. So us being in there day one before the homeowner moves in is a big deal. And is it is it a different approach when you, uh, I would imagine, build the infrastructure day one versus if you're trying to connect something that's already been established? Yeah, well, it's a lot easier <laughs> in an aspect. I mean, we're, we do a lot of things different. And one of our big one is we talk to the developers. We talk to the builders. We make sure we stay out of their way. But we're in there working with their teams and making sure it's clean. You know, we we come in really early, get into the open trench, but we just want to work alongside them, not just come in and just do what we want when we want. I mean, the open trench or the easement, the utility easement is somewhere that anybody can go into as long as you got a permit. We actually work with them to make sure it's clean and keeping these developers and the home builders nice and happy. And is there, I know you also do on, on your website, I did do a little bit of research, <laughs> new home versus build to rent communities. You work with both. Is there, yes. are it, is it the same set of parameters or is there, are there different concerns when you deal with build to rent communities? No, same, same parameters. There's still new homes. It's still, it's a lot of it's build to the build to rent community. I mean, we do actually have other products, you know, is in the sense of what we sell. I mean, not everything's through the HOA. Some is actually directly to the end user, the homeowner or the renter. It depends on what the developer wants to do. We get bulk discounts for where it's needed to be. But when we get to, you know, like build rents or what we call our exclusive marketing agreement, we actually just build directly to the homeowner. So there is a, it's kind of a, a hybrid of yes. the builders and, and individuals. So what type of, when you do get in and you're building that infrastructure, can you get, it's okay to get a little bit technical because we do have uh, some in our audience who are very high tech. They understand that technical side of things. So what type of internet for infrastructure are you building? So hopefully these people could come explain it to me because <laughs> I'm, I'm just the CEO. I don't know that much. So. Just kidding. Um, so we we were doing GPON, uh, which was up to one gig. We just are migrating now to XGSPON. Only 11 of our sites remaining are on GPON, which the difference between the two services is the GPON just went to one gig. XGSPON goes to 10. So we're trying to future-proof our services so we can actually have some upgrades. Our customers right now, as we do migrate to the XGS pond for where the, in the older locations, will be able to go to a two gig internet service um, all the way up to 10. Right now, we're only going to offer two, but we might offer five here in the next year or so. Yeah, I would imagine that's really, and I, I do have in my notes to talk about the internet of things devices that we see in homes now. Uh, the future proofing, we don't even know what's coming yet. And a lot of these homes are going to be asked to, to be able to be connected. Um, homeowners are going to be frustrated if they're not. So how do you tackle that idea that, you know, a home is going to have the, you know, at least at my house, I can, I can control my uh, thermostat from my phone. I can, you could control, um, you know, your TV from it, all these different things that are connected and what's still ahead that we don't know about. That future proofing, is that where that bigger, the 10 gigs is really critical? 
Correct. Yeah. I mean, and that's where it is. I mean, I look at it today. I mean, I, I've always made the crack, you know, I love the internet and why just wait till tomorrow. Cause it will change. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I still put the internet as it's, it's at a weird teenage stage of life. It thinks it knows everything, but it doesn't. And we don't know what it's really capable of doing. And I still think we're probably five, 10 years out to really seeing what the internet can do. Um, and that's where we just got to stay ahead of it. I mean, you look back in the day, I remember dial-up, you know, that's one of the, probably one of the first products I ever had. And then going to wireless with one meg down, one meg up. And I was ecstatic with having it. And today I have, you know, gig speeds and we're selling two gig speeds, looking at 10 gig speeds. How do you know what's going to come? We don't. But if we're just that one step ahead of it every day, we should be fine. I mean, devices in my house, I had, I have two teen, about two 20 year old daughters, but I had two teenage daughters. We had 50 plus devices plugged into our house. Now I have them off out of the house and I'm now at 60 devices because I've added cameras. I have door locks. I mean, I can secure my whole home by one command to my house and lock every door and make sure every window's closed and make sure the alarm is set. It is amazing how much has changed in our world today. And but what's going to happen tomorrow? I, I don't think anybody knows. I think people are trying to predict it. You've got the Facebooks and you've got the Microsofts and the metaverse and all these things that are coming out. But what does that mean? I don't know, but I'm going to love to watch it. Yeah, it's it's an exciting time for sure. Uh, so I've... I was just at the U.S. Broadband Summit in the last week, and a lot of talk was about a people problem that's happening within the broadband space, as in there's a concern that over the next three to five years, there's going to be a labor shortage, and there's already an equipment shortage. How do you tackle those types of issues? That is one that keeps me awake at night today. Um, Bead actually scares me. And it doesn't scare me in that competition or that you're going to have get fiber out to rural markets. It's not my competitive market that I'm looking at. What it does scare me is the time frame in which they, the government expects them to fulfill this need. We don't have that many employees out there. And we're, we're hiring a lot of, and I will call them kids. They're straight out of high school, 19, 20, 21, with no experience. And we're teaching them. I'm worried that we're going to lose those kids because they come in and we teach them. And then some of the big boys are going to try to offer them more money. We, in the employee side of it, we try to do our best to, hey, give you a great work environment, give you good benefits, give you a decent wage, but also give you a life that you want. That's where we're trying to do that. When you get to the equipment side, uh, we're stocking up now. I mean, we're starting to buy heavy equipment, you know, in trenchers, anything we need. And, you know, we're looking at conduit and fiber, making sure that we have enough on order or in stock that we can cover our needs for at least the next three or four years. Is there something that you think needs to be done federally or even state in the states about the people issue? Do you think that's something that the broadband industry really needs to be pushing like we need to be hiring and training people now uh, or putting more training programs out there what's the what's the stopgap or the the solution or is that just something that still needs to be worked through that's a great question 
I don't really, I don't think I really have the best answer for it. it. You know, government involvement, you know, sometimes can be helpful, but a lot of times it just gets in the way. I believe that we can really take a look at l- teaching kids, you know, especially the ones that are in high school that, you know, hey, there's a lot of roles out there. I mean, and this goes even to dealing with home developers and builders. I mean, there's electrical jobs, there's low voltage jobs, there's trenchers, there's running a backhoe, there's all these different roles. And these roles pay fairly well coming straight out of high school. I mean, these kids are making 22, 23 bucks an hour coming out of high school and they'll be up to 30, $35 an hour by the mid to late twenties. I mean, these are good wages for good jobs for good work. And I think we just need to make sure we educate the kids that are coming out into the real world that sometimes look at a different path, figure out what you need to do because we're training from the ground up. And I'm going to say, so are most of my competitors. We're all training these kids. And these are good, hardworking kids. They're not trying to just find the easy way to go be an, you know, be an online star. They're trying to come out and get a real job and they're learning about benefits and they want to be educated. So I think we just need to look at it that way. And these, these kids will become young adults, which will become families that will be able to take care of their lives for forever. So part of it is just letting kids know that this is even an option. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, they don't have to go work at a fast food restaurant. I mean, if that's what they want to do, then so be it. But there are a bunch of other careers out there. They don't have to go drop, uh, you know, $150,000 on a student loan where they can go get a good job. That's going to be a good career. I, I used to always speak to a lot of kids. I always said the one thing, you know, it's not about money. If you love what you do, you'll make enough money. And I think there's a lot of jobs, in, especially in this industry, it's a lot of fun, a lot of growth. We've had kids that have came work for me that started in, you know, customer service that are now in IT or now out in the construction field. I've watched these kids grow and expand and go find what they love doing. And, you know, they just don't leave because we're expanding their minds and expanding what they do. Yeah, I think that's a great approach. And right now, the idea that there's other things that kids can do, you don't, there's not only two options. It's not only fast food or, or the college route. There's a lot of other options. Um, so moving on, uh, does uh, fiber fast homes, does it work in both smaller rural communities and large cities, or is it just a certain area? So most of our developments are in what I'll call the NFL cities, uh, major cities, you know, 500,000 people or more. Um, but we do have some that are Northern Texas that are, you know, 30, 40 minutes out of downtown Dallas, which is a little more rural. Uh, They're building some pretty big developments. Uh, It took us some bit to get some circuits out there and to get our internet so it's up and running, but we are doing it. Um, Most of where the developers are, they are in the bigger cities. So that's mostly where we target. And you you said you worked across the country, so east and west coast. Are, Are there some different challenges depending on where you are in the country? Actually, same challenge. It's finding <laughs> finding good people. Um, you know, it, you know, different different laws, different state regulations. You know, you got California labor laws versus Florida labor laws. They're completely different. Just having to be knowing the laws and making sure you're up on them, making sure you're treating people fairly, and that's our approach anyway. It's still about treating. I mean, we treat everybody. I think the same, and that I don't care if you're one of our customers or if you're an employee. We treat you fairly. 
And that's probably the biggest deal is just trying to make sure we do with that. But that's mainly it. And getting equipment, getting material. We work with some great vendors, some great partners. So we've been, I, I'm going to knock on wood right now. We've been fairly <laughs> lucky. I'll knock on wood for you too. Um, <laughs> so uh, just a few more questions. I, I won't keep you all day. You're, you're easy to talk to though. Uh, why do you think it's important to connect homes? Why does it matter so on the, the personal side to Scott Sampson? Why does it matter to you that, that, that people are connected? Because this is the way I make money. I know. <laughs> um, you know, why do we have to connect people? I, you know, I love the internet. I really do. I And I think we can learn a lot off of it. I do also believe we need to go outside every once in a while. Don't have to need to sit on, on the internet all day long, gaming and things like that. But I do really believe this is a technology that can help advance us as a, as a world. I mean, it used to be making a long distance phone call across town cost you a, over a buck a minute. And now I can call anybody around the world for free. We've made the world smaller and we're learning more and more about people. And I think that's what the internet to me really is about. It's the importance of shrinking it down and making us learn from each other. I, I like that a lot. Uh, that's, I always hear telehealth, telework, remote learning, but actually just the fact that we can learn from each other and be closer is, is a really big, important piece of that pie. Uh, what would you want our audience to really understand or know about fiber fast homes that either we touched on our really already, or maybe that we haven't talked about? You know, I, with fiber fast homes at the end of the day, I, I just want to bring a good product to everybody. And, you know, I always tell everybody we have three customers. We have developers, builders, and the homeowner. Homeowner is actually, as long as I give a good product for a good price, is a fairly easy, easy thing to do. It's communicating with everybody from the beginning. And that's from the developer and working with them and then the builders, but even the homeowners, even if we have a problem, I think some people just want to avoid it, put their head in the sand, going, oh, they'll they'll just they're used to it. We have we've had outages. We send out texts. We talk to people. We've done what we've had to to make sure customers are happy and that they come first. You know, we'll make money. This is an internet. I mean, it's a product. It's it's been around for a while and it does fairly well. But it's taking care of people in the end is still number one to me. Are there any upcoming projects that you can share with us that you're excited about right now? Um, right now, I mean, we started in Florida and Florida has just been going gangbusters. I'm always happy about that. I'm actually really liking how we're expanding into other states, uh, you know, Texas, Colorado, Nevada, California. It, it's all going so well. No really big, I mean, we got a lot of big projects. It's always my fear every day, but nothing that really just stands out. I just, I love our partners and love what we're doing. It's just a lot of fun. All right. Well, thank you, Scott. I really appreciated you talk, talking with me today. Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me on. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. And say hi to Ben next time you talk to him. I will. I will. <laughs> Again, I've been talking with Scott Sampson, the CEO of Fiber Fast Homes. I'll include a link to the company's website in the description of this podcast. I'm Jessica Denson. Thanks for listening to Connected Nation. If you like our show and want to know more about us, head to connectednation.org or look for the latest episodes on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Pandora, or Spotify. <laughs>